glad you're back with me today. We're talking about who God touches, and we're seeing examples from the book of Daniel of those that were touched by God. And God touches those who seek him. We've seen that, and who resist Satan. You see, there are three people involved in prayer, God, the man who prays, and Satan. We have often left Satan out. We've forgotten that prayer is a battle with Satan. We pray to God, but we pray against Satan. You see, the great essential is that we pray, but the great essential in prayer is that we persist. Not because we have to convince God, but because we have to stand against the evil one who would hinder and delay our prayers. Daniel did that, and he received a special touch from God. I want you to see also God's purpose in touching us. We see something of that in these verses. He touches us first to raise us up. In Daniel 8.18, we read, Now while he was talking with me, Daniel said, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground, but he touched me and made me stand upright. Daniel was emotionally and physically drained, but God gave him the ability to have new strength because God touched him. God infused new strength into him. God gave him power that he didn't have. Many times in our lives, we're down, we're drained. Emotionally, we're spent. We've gone gone through some really tough times. We've been through difficult experiences. But God will touch us if we seek him, if we open our hearts to him, and he will lift us up. Psalm 40, the, the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. And he brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. And he put a song in my mouth. What he's saying was he touched me in a very special way and raised me up. Paul, writing to the Romans in Romans 8.11, said, If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. I believe that speaks of the fact that because we have Jesus in us, he's eventually going to raise our physical bodies and make them new. But I think it refers to more than that. I think it means that because Jesus by his spirit lives in us now, he will raise us up and he will give us strength even when we're down, when we're drained, when we're emotionally spent. That second he touches us to give us illumination and understanding. Sometimes we're just dull of hearing and dumb of mind. Sometimes we just can't perceive or understand spiritual truth, and the only way we can is by divine revelation. In Daniel 8:19, he said, Behold, I'm going to let you know what will occur at the final period. I'm going to illumine your mind. I'm going to give you understanding. 10:14. he said, After he touched me, that happened. I have come to give you understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days. You see, God opened up the mind of Daniel that he could understand truth and he could see into the future. The Holy Spirit is our illuminator. He is our teacher. We can have his touch upon our lives. Third, he wants to touch us to enable us to speak. In Daniel 10:16, he says, he touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. Daniel couldn't even speak, but when God touched his mouth, he gave him the ability to speak. God teaches us and Tommy, God touches us so that he will be able to speak through us. You see, God is looking for a voice. That's what John the Baptist said he was. He said he was just a voice crying in the wilderness. But he was God's voice. God took his voice and made it, made it his voice, and he spoke to people through it. 
And you see, it's not our eloquence, it's not our ability, it's not how great a speaker we are that matters. I think it is simply acknowledging that we allow God to speak through us. Isaiah had that problem. God was looking for somebody to speak for him, and the prophet said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And, and one of the seraphim flew from the live coat on the altar and touched his lips, and he was touched after the divine touched. Isaiah 6 says he went to speak for God. You see, because he was touched, God touched his mouth. God gave him ability. First, God cleansed him. There was a cleansing touch. That's what many of us need. And then there was an empowering touch. For Jeremiah was called of God, and he was a young man, and he said, I can't do that. I want you to be a prophet to the nations, God said. He said, Lord, I can't speak. Then God said, Lord, put, then he said, Lord, put forth your hand and touch my mouth. And the Lord said unto him, I put my words in your mouth. That's all in Jeremiah 1. You see, Jeremiah had the sense to realize that he couldn't speak, but he realized that God could do it, and God did it. David prayed, Lord, open my lips and let my mouth show forth your praise. The early Christians were having trouble too when they were filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and their mouths were opened and they were able to speak, and people heard and received the truth. You and I need a touch in our mouths, in our tongues, so we can speak and share the message. We need to pray every day, God, speak through me, open my mouth, give ability to my ability to share. Then fourth, he touches us to strengthen us. In verse 18 is one, uh, one with human appearance uh, comes to Daniel and touches him again and strengthens him, and he said he received strength. And he said, may my Lord speak for you, for you and he strengthened me three times. He, he speaks of that three times in two verses. He speaks of the strengthening that comes when we're touched by God. We need to be strengthened spiritually because we're weak, and we need to have God's infusion of strength every day. Sometimes we feel so weak, so, so powerless, so inadequate, so inept for what we face, but God says he will strengthen us, and he said he will be our strength. When Job was broken in body and spirit, he said that God would put strength in him in Job 23.6. The psalmist said the same thing. The Lord is the strength of my life, he said. Psalm 27.1, and again, the Lord is my strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Psalm 28.7 and 8, he said, the Lord will give you strength unto his people. Psalm 29, God is our refuge and strength. Psalm 73, God is the strength of my heart. Moses said, the Lord is my strength. Ezra bore witness to such a touch from God. He said, I was strengthened as the hand of the Lord was upon me. That beautiful, encouraging word of Isaiah in Isaiah 41, 10, fear, you fear not, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. You see, God wants to be our strength, not just give us strength, but be our strength. You see, there's a difference between giving strength, giving strength to other people. We can encourage them. We can uh, say good words to them that help them. But if, if we are their strength, that means we actually hold them up. When they're about to fall, we actually physically hold them up. God holds us up. Maybe right now you're facing temptation that's just overwhelming. And Satan's really pulling at you. He wants to be your strength. Call on him. Maybe today you're facing problems 
more difficult than you ever have in your whole life and you're not sure what to do, call on him. Ask him to touch you at the point of your need. And that's the touch of the master's hand is an amazing thing. People don't understand it. People can't figure it out. But God knows if we we allow him to touch us and we know when we're touched. God bless you. Have a great day.